So what, what happened is I just joined EBFTA and then I spent a lot of time with a sales guy called Henry. And Henry was an account executive, but he also was like interested in sales operations. And he used to go to this sales ops meetup in London. And I used to chat to him because I needed to learn about sales software, etc. And then he started talking more about sales operations. And I started thinking that maybe this is a really good like thing for us to understand as a business because we obviously sell sales software. So I was just like, I know what I need to do is I need to learn from sales ops people. So I messaged a few sales ops people on LinkedIn being, do you want to spend some time with me just to, for me to learn about you? And they were obviously like, no one said yes. But then I was like, okay, why don't we start a podcast and we can just focus the whole thing on sales operations and ideally build a good resource for people in sales operations whilst also enabling us to learn about it. This is Rev Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in revenue operations. We invite the brightest minds in RevOps onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by Ebster, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement. everyone and welcome to the RevOps Demystified podcast. For once, it's not the beautiful Tom Hunt hosting, it's myself, Lee, and my co-host here, Tony, our head of Hello. RevOps here at Ebster. And um, today it's a very special and actually um, quite nostalgic episode of RevOps Demystified because it's going to be the last one, I guess, with Tom and the first one was myself and with Tony hosting the podcast. And that's going to be a change that we're going to be making moving forward. So we thought could think of no better way, really, for the first episode, I guess, of us both co-hosting than to actually put Tom on the hot seat and actually get to know a little bit more about you and also kind of reflect on on your time as as the host of, obviously, was Sales Ops Demystified, then it was RevOps Demystified, and really get to know a little bit more about you. So, Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. My first question is, where's my co-host, Alex? Was he not invited to this special <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. Um, I think after 200 episodes, it was only right really to get you on, Tom. And to be honest, I think we would have gone well over that 20 minutes uh, if we'd had Alex on. So um, Good answer. Yeah, a fair good point. Answer. But, we'll um, got our time in. Exactly. So, um, Tom, it's great to have you on. How does it How does it feel to kind of be the last episode of, of RevOps to Mystify? Yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet because it obviously was has been an amazing journey. I don't know if we've, we probably told the start, the story of the start of the show a few times on the show maybe, but shall I just cover that? I think that'd be good really quickly. Yeah. So what, what happened is I just joined EBFTA and then I spent a lot of time with a sales guy called Henry and Henry was an account executive, but he also was like interested in sales operations and he used to go to this sales ops meetup in London and I used to chat to him because I needed to learn about sales software, etc. And then he started talking more about sales operations. And I started thinking that maybe this is a really good like thing for us to understand as a business because we obviously sell sales software. So 
I was just like, I know what I need to do is I need to learn from sales ops people. So I messaged a few sales ops people on LinkedIn being, do you want to spend some time with me just to, for me to learn about you? And they were obviously like, no one said yes. But then I was like, okay, why don't we start a podcast and we can just focus the whole thing on sales operations and ideally build a good resource for people in sales operations whilst also enabling us to learn about it. And so that's how it started. M- March 2018, maybe. And me, like my background is marketing, not sales ops. And so it's been an amazing journey for me. But perhaps the, the best thing from it, I think, has been the relationships and how nice everybody has been. And that we managed to like connect people within sales ops in different places. Like I think people in Stockholm met up because the two of them were just guests on the show. So it's like bittersweet. Obviously, I'm very sad to for well, the, the sales and rev ops focus to be, to be kind of ending. But it's also been an amazing journey for everyone involved. Absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll cover off kind of at the end um, some of the tweaks that we're going to be making to the show moving forward. But uh, you actually kind of answered one of my questions in terms of when you started it. And I guess within the past, so it's been just over four years since, since starting the podcast. And obviously you mentioned coming from like a marketing background. From from your perspective as I guess more of an outsider, how has like the world of operations, like be it sales, uh, revenue and I guess business operations as well. How has that changed in the time that you've been doing the podcast? I think I don't really know the answer why. Maybe Tony might know, but it's the like it's just got much more important, right? Like no one was talking about it in 2018. Oh, Tony, I don't know if you have a good idea for for why why you think that might be. I think it's it's, it's definitely taken a journey for for sure. And I think previously where ops people have been kind of like put in the background, just go go and build that. I think what the change that I've seen is that um, there's talk in the talk and there's actually being able to put things together. And a lot of the real strong sales leaders that I've seen that have started progressing, doing really, really well, are the people that can actually build behind the scenes, that they can connect the dots, they can grab the data. And then on the back of that, they then know how to execute on the back of it. So I think it's just a change in the way that we sell. We've gone from a very transactional selling, um, selling type scenario to where the the whole industry has changed as the, the, the competitions increase. And I think that goes for sales leaders, ops. And it's it's kind of come to this this point now where it's like sales ops, rev ops, and it's this new lens where it's like, yeah, this makes sense. This this is the one. So I think we're at this like uh, at this crossroads again. It's like, okay, what are the different variables of sales ops again? And it's just it's just kept going. But yeah, I've I've seen it internally in the, in the businesses that I've had to where it's it's become it's not important, but now it is really important. And then you've just got little tiny branches that are now going right. That person deals with that. That person deals with that. It's it's just um it's just become far more and more complex. And I think that's due to the industry, due to competition, lots of lots of different lots of different areas. Yeah. So that's the number one. The the biggest change is that it's just got more important. More people are talking about it. The second one, and it's kind of obvious now, is that it used to be like. Sales ops, marketing ops, customer success ops, and then actually know these teams are like coming into one because if your customer like buys in one way, then we should support them with operations internally in one way. So that was the biggest trend. We started seeing that really from like episode 50, I think. And then we obviously re- rebranded the show at like episode 150 to RevOps. And I think that was a good move. So those are the two biggest things thing I've seen change. Nice. And I guess from those, I think we did just over 200 episodes, or I think this will be around like 201. What would be the single greatest piece of advice 
that that you've heard from from one of the guests on the show? It's a very good question. Just one. Just the, just the one. I think it's quite like it almost sounds obvious, but I think it probably is the most important thing for any like sales ops person to understand. And actually, if we're going to get bigger than this. I think it's almost important for anybody in business to understand. And that is, and it was an episode um, with a gentleman called David O'Neill. The episode title is called 25 Years in Sales Ops, episode number 188. And it was that if you're in sales or RevOps, a really healthy mindset is to see your customers as the reps. And so the insight here is that really understanding who your customer is within an organization. Another one I've had recently is that as a leader of a team, let's say we're managing the marketing team, Lee, it's almost like, yes, you have Epster's customers, but then also your your customers are going to be the people within your marketing team, right? How can you support them and make them better? So it's a really interesting like leadership concept that I discovered through the podcast, and then I now use that in my like working life. And so it's kind of obvious, but I think it's a super powerful like way of working with people in a business. And as as you kind of mentioned it, is that something that you've kind of applied since? So you've, even coming from a world that you know isn't strictly sales or revenue operations, have you actually been able to apply that to, to the world that you're in now? Yeah, I've been foolish enough to leave the world of sales operations, although I'm still an avid subscriber of the podcast. But yes, I have now. Now I have a team, and my job is to treat them like customers, to try and improve their lives so they do better work, so everything gets better. And so this is like a awesome mindset, I think, for anyone in RevOps to look at your customer support reps, your marketing team, or your sales reps, and just be like, how can I make their lives better? And then treat them as customers, get feedback from them, almost treat them like they're paying you. I love it. It's blending all the worlds of uh, of operations together into one. So you've obviously kind of mentioned like the one like big big takeaway. So were there, and, and I wonder um, whether he was kind of one that would stand out for you, were there three standout episodes or maybe a, a better way of putting it, kind of three standout guests that really have stuck with you since then? Yeah, so so that insight from David was number one. I've realized I've chosen three males, which is really bad. Um, so maybe I'll have to add in a bonus. Yeah, I'll add in a bonus, a bonus one as well. Um, my second was Hank Taylor. I think this is one of, one of Alex's favorites as well. And the insight from Hank was... Again, quite a simple one, but what he would do is he would sit down with his like best reps, get them to show him what they're doing, and then just document that and then spread that with the rest of the organization. And it's like super simple, but I don't know how many sales robots people do that. Or maybe that's but maybe it's like practice that everyone does it. But I thought that was like a super simple, easy way of improving performance of all your reps. It's like targeting the best ones and then documenting and sharing. The another one I have here in my notes is yeah, um, it's it's kind of connected as well. But this guest was called Enzo, and what he was saying is that what he used to do. Well, so this is the productivity question I used to ask in most episodes. So, like, how do you make your reps more productive? What he would do is just sit down and watch his reps working, whether it's in Salesforce or whatever. See the menial tasks that like really they don't really need to be doing, note them down, do that continuously, and then take the ones that he would see the most, and then that would be his list to try and automate next. And then him and his sales ops team would just work through that list to automate. And that's a really, I think, neat way of 
slowly but surely increasing the productivity of all reps. So that was a cool, super cool insight. The bonus, the bonus one we'll have to leave to the end of the episode. Okay, I like it. I'm not surprised. So to, to, to actually change change gears ever so slightly, I guess from from my perspective, kind of coming into episode 12 months ago and looking at the podcast, um, something that I've noticed is actually how the the po- podcasting landscape has actually changed around operations. So, you know, you kind of spoke before around starting the podcast around the time of sales operations. And um, I know from kind of speaking to you outside of, of this call now, you know, when you created it then, there really wasn't many podcasts in that space. Um, and so naturally, um, I guess Sales Optimistified and obviously Rev Optimistified was more of a kind of legacy podcast. And what I'm kind of interested is from from your perspective, what do you think of like the, the how the podcasting space has changed in this area? Because um, now there's a huge amount of, uh, of, of other podcasts out there such as like Opstars and and uh, and the RevOps podcast and plenty of us as more that have kind of emerged into this space. And I'd love to kind of get your perspective on like how they're approaching it and, and, and how that space has changed. Yeah, I mean, they're all rubbish. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I think, yeah, the, the, the biggest change is that more, more Ops-focused podcasts have been created. Um, I think it's just an intelligent play for B2B brands. Um, how has the, I wouldn't say, like, looking at all of the Ops Focus podcasts, I wouldn't say that, like, I can't feed too much in terms of how they differ from one, from each other. What I'm kind of waiting for, and maybe this is just me being like a podcast nerd, but I think it would be great. You know, like the narrative style podcast, like almost like Serial in Crime, or like there's one called Startup, where they tell a story of something. I think this, this would be absolutely killer. Though I don't know if, if actually worth any business doing because they're really hard to do and cost a lot of money. But it would be absolutely killer to like do a narrative style story show following like the creation or the creation of an op function or just following a business opt function as it scales like rapidly. Now, I don't know if A, that would make much sense for the business to do because obviously you probably end up giving away some of your like competitive secrets. <laughs> and then B, they have those podcasts are really hard and expensive to make. And so you might not see a return on that content marketing spend. So that's what I think would be cool, but I'm not sure if anyone would actually end up doing it. Aside from that, yeah, there, there are other great ones. I was joking when I say they're rubbish. The, the Offstars podcast, the one by Drift, it's just called Operations by Sean Lane. That one's also really good. So yeah, there, there are many other great shows, great shows in the niche. I know, I'd have to completely agree as well, because I think one thing about RevOps is like, okay, you, you deal with these these things, you do you do process and you do tech and these are reports and dashboards. And I think there's a, a distinct lack of any content on RevOps apart from, oh, we're doing an interview with this person. They're really great at RevOps. God, they're great. Let's talk about their history. And I think where there is like a, a missing link, because nobody, nobody opens the book and goes, Right, this is how we do RevOps right here within this particular business. No business looks the same. RevOps doesn't look the same in, in any organization either, which is which is always a fun thing. But I think where you where you talk around the stories is particularly where I'm interested as well, because where else do you learn other than the use cases that people are doing? Where else do you learn to where, oh, we're doing this at the moment and this this how you sit like when people talk about scaling, okay, what's scaling look like for you? Like, is it from three to, to sixteen or is it sixteen to hundred? Um so that's that's good. We, we, let's do the story time. That's, that's yeah, what we maybe should do. we should maybe we should do like a documentary show in EPSA 
Absolutely. So we can follow the ops function. Tony, this yeah. is your function, right? Absolutely, yeah. So every day I could come on, like scream and cry <laughs> about about the CRM and, you know, people just yeah. not doing things. So, but I think it's it's important as well. But I think that would be amazing to go, right, we're doing this right now. Let's let's go down the journey. Some of the, these are some of the things that it is that you might come up against. Because like you say, it's just a lot of the time it's narrative and these thought leadership pieces. It's like, no, show me how to do this particular thing in CS. I want to know more about how we're doing that, which is where I think we're lacking in the industry around content that's viable. I completely agree, actually, because it's a bit like when you look at marketing and marketing content out there. Um, marketing has been around for, well, certainly digital marketing has been around for like the past 10 years to the point where there's literally guides for doing everything for beginners through to intermediate through to advanced. And it feels like certainly the minute within like operations, it's still very much a case of like finger in the air. This is my specific use case and this is what I've been doing. And there's no real... Um, playbook to it i guess is what i'd call it you know there's yeah. no way that perhaps you know maybe tony this is what we should do tom's just given us a, that golden mm. nugget of an idea right writing down um, robot playbook right now yeah <laughs> exactly as that we'll just give it away to all our all of our competitors however uh it's an imitation the greatest form of flattery so mm. Absolutely. Um, but i think that's a really nice way to to kind of start to share a lot of those learnings with the audience, but actually it starts to connect it to together. Because that I think the story is a is a really great point because within marketing, you know, I listen to marketing podcasts all the time and it's always very subjective, but they actually kind of start repeating the same things. And I I wonder whether operations is very slowly <clears throat> starting to reach that point now where you kind of start hearing the same things. Like I've listened to a lot of like a a lot of us are kind of um operations podcasts and actually after a while it's like oh they really they really do just use kind of the same tools and they really <laughs> do just sort of use the kind of the same processes and and actually it's starting to pull this all together so i think that's and this is probably a decent segue into kind of some of the changes that we're going to make with this podcast kind of moving forward where to the audience listening to this you'll kind of be used to the same kind of or certainly similar kind of six questions from Tom and then a bit more of a deep dive from from Alex. So I think that's been a wonderful way of really starting to capture very familiar themes. And I think now we've kind of reached a point where I think we're quite familiar with the type of tech stacks that people use. And we want to move in a in a direction of actually starting to tell the story from you know the wonderful guests that we've that we've had on and that we're we're obviously starting to to interview for the podcast moving forward is like how they did it, how they actually built it. So we'll be renaming the podcast. The last one, I promise, is we're going to stick with this one. We're going to call it Revenue Insights. And I think the thing that's so beautiful about that is if you think of the definition of insights, it's to get a deep understanding of something. And that's something that, and I think this kind of sets up in the perfect way, we want to start giving people the platform to tell that story of how they built it and how they got to that stage. Because I think then you start to get so many different narratives from where people are coming from. And it's no longer kind of what's what's your story, what's your job story to get there. But actually, how did you build it? You know, I think we've had, Tom, I think you've had some amazing guests on in the past that have worked at some seriously illustrious companies. But I think what people would really love to know is how on earth did they do it? You know, at the different like stages that they're at as a company, what was it that they were doing that actually got them to that stage? So... As part of that, going forward, and very much like you'll get a bit of um, an idea from, from from this conversation, it will be more of a conversation of digging into those stories of how they did it, how they built it, and really starting to chip away at that 
understanding of what was it that really um, really allowed them to build those revenue machines, to use a marketing cliche. But so, something that as we move to wrap up, Tom, is there, from your perspective, and I guess just to finalize that point around podcasting in the operations space in general, beyond what I've just said, obviously such a great idea, where do you think that the the podcasting space in operations is going to head over the next three to five years as someone that's, I'd call an expert in podcasting. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the winner is going to be the most actionable. I think that reflects almost what both you and Tony have said so far in this episode, is that, yeah, we've had like the career story, how great these people are. But actually, if people, if a host, if the hosts... It's a challenge to you guys can start pulling out like specific things that ops people did to grow revenue, improve productivity, and then share that at least one in every episode. I think that podcast is gonna that podcast is gonna be the winner. So, so we can finish with a challenge for you guys, <laughs> and I think that's the challenge. And, and that definitely wasn't a biased response in any way. <laughs> Tom was not paid to to say no, that. Not at, all. not at all. I mean, we've like we may have not been. Obviously, we put out some actionable insights over the two hundred episodes. I'd I hope to say quite a few, but we were more focused on telling the story of the guest, uh, highlighting the guest, understanding their career journey into RevOps, and then like how they do a couple of things. But if we can get specific and actionable. And I think that's going to add massive value to the audience, and that podcast will be the winner. Shall I also share my bonus, my bonus episode? Go on. So we we have guests on from like ten people, B two B SaaS businesses up to like twenty three thousand. Sometimes the the guests from the bigger businesses, those episodes, sometimes they're not as good because I don't know. I just don't really understand how these big companies work. We had Kathy Chu who's, who was. Uh, slash is sorry the SVP of sales strategy and ops at VMware, obviously a massive company. Episode one hundred seventy five. If anybody wants to check it out, oh no, that's the greatest hits. You you can check it out at episode 100, number 125. Kathy is in my top three favorite guests. Not for anything specific, just like everything she said. I don't, like she clearly knew ops like really well, but also the way she communicated what she was saying was incredible. So I'd highly recommend checking out that. Fourth and final favorite episode, 175, Kathy Chu. On it. I, yeah, I'd second that. I, I've watched <laughs> through, having joined, having joined episode like 12 months ago, I've rewatched through something like 150 of the, of the episodes. <laughs> and to actually second that point around um, taking something that, Tony, you'll be able to attest to this, of how complicated it can be. But taking a subject like that and being able to communicate it in such a simple way is shows an immense level of understanding. So couldn't agree more. Right. I'm conscious that we want to keep it short and sweet. Tom, I want to give you one kind of final opportunity to, you know, speak to speak to the audience. I think we have uh, I don't know how many kind of concurrent listeners, something like a couple of thousand hmm. uh, that kind of uh, that listen to the podcast. Is there something that after four years that you, that you want to say to them? Yeah, I guess I would just say thank you. I mean, I never expected when we first started, when I first started trying to learn from sales ops people back in 2018, I would never think that we get to the point now where we do have more than 2,000, I think, um, monthly downloads. So I wanted to thank, I guess, the audience 
for like giving us their attention. And so I'm really happy that we're able to produce something that people actually want to listen to. And then I then have to give a thanks to the guests. Obviously, we've had 2,000 people, who, 2,000, 200 people, just over 200 people that have given us like their very valuable time. Um, and then finally, I guess I'd have to say thanks to EBSA because EBSA essentially paid for the show for two and uh, nearly three years. So I, I'm just grateful for having the opportunity, Lee. That's beautiful. I'm Amazing. tearing up a little bit. And thank you really for, for bringing us to this stage. And um, it's, it's big, big boots for us to fill, ultimately, in terms of like the point that it's grown to. And um, I'm really looking forward to, for both of us actually, to kind of step into, into your shadow almost and pick up the mantle and kind of, as I was talking to earlier, excite to see what we can do to, I think, take the, the podcast really to the next stage of starting to move that conversation along from not just kind of giving the, the people the, the spotlight, but actually starting to give what they've done and what they've created the spotlight as well and really starting to give, I think, even more value back um, to everyone that's kind of been listening. So, well, without further ado, Tom, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this final kind of RevOps demystified episode. We'll be back next week, just me and Tony, with Revenue Insights and um, very excited for some of the guests that we've already got lined up. We're kind of, we'll, we'll be focusing in on kind of revenue leaders. So we're actually going to be branching out from just kind of operations leaders. So I'm really excited to share some of the insights that we're kind of already starting to learn from them. And yes, it's going to be really exciting, guys. Can't wait. I'm subscribed, so I can't wait to hear the first episode. Well <laughs> <laughs> then, ready to go. Wonderful. All right, both of you, thank you very much. And thank you to the audience for listening. We'll catch you next week. See you soon. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of RevOps Demystified. If you're listening on a podcast listening application, please follow, rate, and review the show. And if you have any questions about the show, you can recommend a guest or just want to learn more about RevOps or Ebster, hit us up at podcast at ebster.com.